What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. Or the 30. To the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40, to the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that 62-yard field goal attempt. It is good. Let's go. Eagles. Who can forget? Again, I'm looking again. Those up the middle. That's hey, intercepted at the Derek 30. Brooks. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. We call them the Salty Dogs. Hey, Jeff, we got a lot to talk about this week. We do, and we're on a streak. That's uh, Jeff Ryan over there. He's one of the salty dogs. And that's Scott Smith on the far end of the room. Hey, we did it a different way that time. Yeah, you like it? Switch it up. We're mixing it up. We're Just mixing... like Todd Bowles. I was just going to say, <laughs> you don't know where we're coming from next. Yeah, that is amazing. Isn't it, it is. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. So there's just so much to talk about. I'm having a hard time. I got a whole bunch of notes here, and I don't what? know where to start. Well, you can start by. Uh, well, okay. Oh, no. I know where I'm going to start. It's what? actually not about the game. It's about last week's podcast. <laughs> I have to start up front by saying I did go back and listen to it, and you were 100% right about the time difference from the very beginning. Nothing you said was misleading, and I completely just messed that up. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I enjoyed it so much. Oh, I really. But but I will confess, I thought it was 14 hours. It's actually at this stage of the game because they're starting their summer months right now, spring. Um and their daylight, they went into daylight saving. So I believe they're now 15 hours ahead. Ahead. Ahead of us. Which means it is, let's see, we're doing this right now on a Tuesday at what, 2? Two, 2. 2.40? Yeah, it'd be two. about uh, 5 o'clock in the morning. Okay. Did I, do the I math get right? that, yes. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. <laughs> okay, 5 o'clock in the morning but on our, Wednesday. But our friend from Australia, did he did he reply? He didn't say anything. Well, maybe he hasn't listened He might yet, not have listened. Because I'm curious when he li- watches the games. He, he, well, I'm sure when he does, he's going to be shaking his head at what a moron I was. Well. The other thing that um, I didn't get exactly right, but it wasn't totally my fault in the last one. We were answering questions, and somebody wanted to know the longest streak of games by a Buccaneer that with a sack in each one. Uh-huh. Um, and you said Brad I Culpepper. I said Brad because that's the stat service that I use, Stathead, which used to be part of Pro Football Reference, but now they put it behind a paywall. But it's $8 a month, and it's well worth it if sure. you like that kind of stuff. But it's got a great search function for things like this. And unfortunately, sometimes when it comes to defense, though, it can be a little glitchy. And it said Brad Culpepper had a streak of eight straight in, I think, I don't know, 90, 98 or something. Mm-hmm. But I went back and looked at it, and they just had left out a couple games. So we really didn't. Oh. So the longest streaks, that I and I verified them, were JPP last year and Simeon Rice in uh, 2002, both streaks of six games with the least. Oh. So whoever it was, I don't remember the name that asked us that question last week, is now finally getting their answer. All right. Well, see, that's what we do. We make the corrections. We own up. Yeah. So um. now let's talk about good stuff. Good huh. stuff. Hey, you know, what you, good, you know what the good stuff is? The good stuff was I loved starting the game at 4.05 on that Sunday. <laughs> That's so wrong. We're so selfish. I know it is. Here. But I'm not going to lie. I, I I mean, it went, when you're a fan, I absolutely love it. Last night I watched the Monday night yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely love it because when it's over with, I click it off and I climb in bed and I'm done. But, right. you know. It's it, not so much that it's bad that the game starts at 8.20. It's when it ends. Yeah. And the work well, that you have to do and afterwards. Not, actually, it's, it's not even that. It, some of that. But for me, it's just waiting mm. all day to go to work. Yeah, that's right. I just I get antsy, so I can only imagine. Well, you're not going to enjoy the next two weeks, then. No, I'm not. But it's a Monday night game, so that's always fun, and I feel good. And then uh, we play on a Sunday night at home, which will be which will be a lot of fun. We haven't done that. Let me ask you a question: Have you in your life seen a prettier pass than Tom Brady's 33-yard touchdown to Scotty Miller? No. Not not at that all. Hang it in a museum. That thing was a thing of beauty. D- Scotty Miller never broke stride. Never yeah, straight fly. Just like it was like Tom Brady hovered over him and said, here's the ball. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you what Dave Moore said about that. And it's because on away games now, since we're not traveling, mm-hmm. I'm getting the privilege of working up where you guys in the control booth at the stadium where you guys are doing the radio broadcast from, which has really been a pleasure um, because I really like hearing what Dave and, and um, Gene. Gene are saying uh, during the broadcast, and TJ as well. But then sometimes Dave 
in, in during breaks or something, we'll be walking by and he'll drop some knowledge. And he said that he was describing how pretty that pass was, and he says it was a perfect two by two. And I, I'm like, Dave, what do you mean, mean two by two? And he said, don't you remember when we used to do, back in the old days, we used to have at the end of practice those throwing competitions, and they'd put like a, a trash can in the back corner of the end zone, and the quarterbacks would try to drop it in there. Oh, yeah. Two by two means a square of two yards created by two yards in that back corner from the back line and the sideline. So imagine those two lines intersecting in the back corner and then two yards out and two yards down and then and makes it into a square. That little square of field, mm-hmm. he weird. calls they call two by, by two, two throws, and to, to drop it in there like that is unbelievable. It, it I, I, you know, it's funny you say in between when we go to breaks and that, a lot. Of, one day I just want to record everything that's said <laughs> <laughs> in between breaks because it's a show within a show. There's a lot going on. Yeah, but. another thing Dave said that I wrote down because I wanted to remember it was he was analyzing a, a really a big catch by break. Chris Godwin in the game and on the play Godwin went in motion and um, towards the end of one line and and I know I've even noticed it so I'm sure other teams have seen the tendency he's such a good blocker and he's specifically involved in our blocking scheme more than most receivers are in in their team schemes and they'll put him in motion then he'll stop right at the end of the line and then it's a handoff and he's responsible for blocking somebody specific right Mm -hmm. Um, which you don't see from receivers a lot well Dave said they they gave them that look but then he went out on a route. So they had assumed he was going to block. And I love it because that's what you need to do in football. You look at what you've already done, what other teams are going to identify as your sure. tendencies, and then you turn it on its head. Yeah. You take their expectations and you make it hurt them. Yeah. And, and, and the reason why we get all this is so people know we are doing, doing the games remote, but we have different feeds that yeah. you're getting from home. Right. And it makes a big, big difference. It's kind of it's weird. Um because it's it, it, there's so many monitors to look at. It's and awesome because that all 22 is yeah is like you see that first and there's a little bit of delay in the broadcast, mm-hmm. so you, didn't even, you don't have to work, wait for a replay. Well, that's you're set you're set up because you're watching the, the replay um, in what people are seeing at home. Mm-hmm. That's why you're delayed. I have a dirty feed, which is it's called a dirty feed. It's an international feed, which is real time, and. And so, but yes, it's like you can look at the all 22 and then you can look to see how the play went. And then if you glance again, you, you can, can see watch the, it from you the can, beginning. Yes, you can. It's like so a I have replay. three, I have three looks. Oh, good. You know, as it goes. Yeah. It, so, yes. Does, does Linda know you've been watching the dirty feed? Yes. Um, that throw went 55 yards in the air downfield. When yep. you calculate, yep. you know, the angle of the throw and how far he was dropped back. Yeah. A 55 yard perfect arcing spiral down into the two by two and all scotty was like it just dropped in there and i just dropped to my knees to make sure i got a, a knee inbound so he actually got both of them in mm, but it was I, I i just don't think you can do it better he is so fast and i think it's funny is that teams i guess because he's a little guy they don't think much of him and, and maybe i shouldn't say they don't think much of him but they're, they're he's a littler guy so i think a lot of other players are looking at him say oh i can t- i can beat him i can you know i'm going to be able to handle him mm-hmm. and his speed is phenomenal yeah he says he, he he likes to run right up on the defender and get him on his toes is the way he put him so you know Ooh. they get he gets on them quicker than they expect and past him i think yeah i think he's i think they're deceived by his speed but i'm sure they're watching film and yeah he keep, he keeps doing up his second contract's going to be phenomenal <laughs> you know one of the best thing and we're talking about receivers right now sure one of the best – two of the best things I saw this whole weekend were, were that weren't in the Bucks game. I don't know if you saw this, but the Arizona-Seattle game was a wild finish. Mm-hmm. And I think they tied it at the end of regulation. Yes. And um, a running back, I think Chase Edmonds, had gotten, de- gotten tackled near the end zone with like 10 seconds left. Larry Fitzgerald, who's probably one of the smartest people in football and has seen everything – runs up to that guy, snatches the ball out of his hand, runs it over to the center. So he's not waiting for the guy to get, get up, up, hand yeah. it to the judge, uh-huh. the line judge, hand it to the center. He's like, I'm taking that, run and, and give it to him. I was like, I was watching that live. I'm like, that guy is so smart. That is an amazing play he just made. And then I was reading about it later and realized and found out that he did the exact same thing in, when they beat um, whoever they beat in week one. Doesn't matter. Yeah, but they, they the did. fact of he's in the game. The he whole did the time. exact same thing and was important I, to the win. I, I'm not. I'm not going to know the players, but you probably will. There, you talk about that Arizona Seattle game, and you talk about not giving up. Uh, it's DK Metcalf. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> was he 23 miles an hour? He was running, and he's yeah, and he's huge. I I 
I, I thought uh, their head coach uh, made a great statement. That play is going to be shown to every high school kid, every, you know, peewee. You do not give up on the play. <laughs> and, and watching it, I actually thought it was sped up the first time I saw it, you know, because he just, <laughs> you know, he was like, they didn't score. They didn't score on that drive. No, yeah, and that made the that, that was, made was the difference of the game. Huge difference. If game. if if he sco- if he goes in, they're up by seven. It reminded me of what Devin White did against Seattle Ex- last year. Yeah, and it's that kind of play that you know mm-hmm. really. I mean, I'm sure that hyped up his teammates. Crazy, too. crazy, impressive. But but there that that was my second thing. By the way, you took it. Oh, I'm no, sorry. No, no, it's good. It, it means oh. we we both. Yeah, I just I just Con- felt felt that to be fa- you know contrast the, contrast that with Detroit receiver Kenny Galladay, <laughs> who is a receiver I like a lot, but he caught a pass with, against Atlanta in <laughs> in yet another Atlanta collapse, and I'm sorry about giggling about that, but Todd Gurley tried to stop, and <laughs> and that if you don't know what happened is that the Atlanta was running the clock out. All they needed was a field goal to win. Right, there were two points down, and. They were they were going to get it up really really close and the play was was for Todd Gurley to get to like the one yard line fall down and be done with it. However, he he he. he it was like to me he was like oh crap there's the goal well, line. It was yeah. He, yeah. He's a guy he knows what's going on there because he's actually done that several times in his career when, when he was at the Rams made heady plays where he got down like that. Mm-hmm. So the idea is if you. If you keep trying to stop them, you're going to run a few more plays. They're going to run out all the clock and kick a field goal, and you lose by one. So Detroit's best chance was for them to score quickly, and then they would be up by four, yep. and then you have time at time. least to maybe drive down. You got a shot at Which it. they did, despite Kenny Galladay. I mean, he made a great catch somewhere down around like the 10 or something mm-hmm. or the 5. And then he got up, and he was like doing all this flexing, and, and the clock's running out. And everybody else on the team is trying to get ready, and he's – flexing about making the catch and they probably would not have got that off but then they decided to replay it and that stopped it and that gave them a chance to get the spike off when they came back and see i don't think i think what they should do there is instead of stopping the clock they you know it's kind of like let it play out and then and then you replay it yeah and they originally i think there was they snapped the ball because they had to but they weren't all set so they drawn a penalty but that didn't end up counting no so, and I think there would have been ten second runoff there because you create a penalty that stops the clock, and at the end, and you don't have any timeouts. They run ten seconds off. I think, yeah, like what happened with yes, um, Mike Evans. That uh, one, yeah, when yeah. he got hurt, I think I that's, think a, that's a dumb. I guess that's so you, you got to have fake something it, so yeah. you don't fake it. Yeah, but yeah, that that's exciting stuff. I mean, it's the game within the game. It's one or two plays that that make the difference. We hear that all the time. There were six different guys that scored our six touchdowns in the game. That's pretty awesome. The fact that you're saying six guys scored just excites me. Just period. <laughs> I don't, you know. Well, seven the, if you count field goals. Uh, six well, six different guys got touchdowns. And you know, Suckup's doing a great job. Yeah, by the way. he's really on. Yeah, he's he, on the tear he, right now. Yeah. Let's knock on some wood, Joe. Yeah, uh, knocking on my head. Um, yeah. So. Six guys, can you name them all? Oh, let's see. That was how many days ago? <laughs> Two. Uh, Scotty, Miller, Scotty Miller. Yeah, I hope you'd remember that one. Um, Chris Godwin. Two. Uh, Hint, he's really, really big. He's really big. Well, tall or thick? He's, he's a big, tall, monstrous guy. Uh, Gronk. There you go. Okay. Um let me think. Uh, what did did Sean? Um, no, no. Um, you, you need one more touchdown catch. I need a, a one more touchdown catch. He's 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 a, he's a rookie. Oh, um, Tyler. Yeah, Tyler Johnson for the Tyler second Johnson. week in a row. Okay, and then the other two were rushing. Okay, so that would have been uh, for Net. Nope. No. Oh, OJ. Um, Rojo, the one where Rojo? he dived over towards yeah. the end of the game. Okay. But the first touchdown of the game for us was scored on a one-yard sneak. Oh, uh, t- Tom Brady. By Tom Brady. And because it's, you of You know that, what's funny about that? When You know, it's you say that how, that, how they scored. I don't have anything in front of me. I'm just trying to remember the game. Mm-hmm. It's funny how fast I forget games. Yeah, well, I, I, I probably should the next one. Well, that's true. We are getting up there. We're salty dogs. Um, because... Tom was able to sneak that in on third and inches like he usually is. See, in my defense, we have so many weapons, it's hard to choose. It is. That's why it's, I quizzed I, you right I mean, at one, at one time, I would say uh, Mike Allstott. 
Because he was able to get in the yeah, right? <laughs> Who scored? It was probably Mike Allstott. What about the second touchdown? It was probably Mike Allstott. Um because they only scored two. <laughs> That's true, too. <laughs> know, if Mike wasn't scoring, it was Martin Gramatica always, the de- or the defense. I always remember, Sap, give us 17 right. points. We got a victory. Um, they, so because he was able to do that and he got a couple, I think he got a couple third down touchdown mm-hmm. passes, I, the most amazing stat of this season for me so far, and it can't last forever, but I keep saying that, and it keeps lasting another week, is we are 20 for 20 touchdowns on goal-to-go situations. Anytime we've gotten a goal-to-go, whether it be at the 10 or the 1 or anywhere in between, we've converted that into a touchdown. I, I'm our amazed red, by our that. Our red zone efficiency is... Yeah, we've scored on every... Every one. Scored on every one, but not right. a touchdown on every Yeah, one. but still, if you're scoring no, every time you're in the red zone, that's yeah, pretty solid. I think solid. we're one of only two teams that's still 100%. And Arizona's the only other team that's 100% on goal to go, but they've had 14 of them. We've had 20. What I, You know what I liked about that game, and it, and it happened really quick, is um, how fa- I think we scored... Uh, two touchdowns in a span of 43 seconds. That happened in or the Packers seconds. game for sure. It happened in this one too? Yeah. I believe it did. Oh, towards the end. In the towards the quarter, end of the yeah. game, yeah. Where, where, you know, the fact that no matter how, you know, what the score was, they wanted more. And I like that. I kind of thought, are, are they piling on? And then I was like, no. And anyway. No. You've got you, you to play the game. Yeah. We've seen that Atlanta keeps showing us that you can lose just about any game, no matter how secure well, it seems to be. There you go. That's right. We you, they're keeping the the foot to the gas, and I like that a lot. Oh yeah, I do too. I do too. And really, I think on one of those last drives, we did run the ball on first and second down. We were trying to run the clock. We weren't bombing away. But then it's like third and seven, so you send Tom back to try to sure to convert it, and he ends up throwing it all the way down. You know, gets gets us all the way down there. Yeah. It's crazy. It was it was, um, it was a fun game to watch, as they say. So we should give the defense some love too, and and obviously the big player in that one was Devin White with three sacks. Oh, I don't think we've. I looked through our list of of three sack games, and I don't. Th- Broderick Thomas was mostly before my time, but I'm pretty sure he was an outside linebacker. He did really a lot good. of he did a lot of edge rushing. Um, he wasn't a middle linebacker, that's for sure. He he had a ten sack season, so I think he was a more of a Shaq Barrett type. Then I would, yeah. Uh, we were a three-four defense when he got that. here, so I bet that's what he was. I didn't really see a lot of him playing though, so um, that's the only one that maybe that jumped out at me. Everybody else was clearly either you know a defensive lineman or OLB like Shaq that have had three set games. So no, nope, we've never had an inside linebacker that blitzes this well. What uh, um, do you think they're teeing up on Shaq more? Or? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's and that's and that's the that's the difficult part when. You know, you're the leading. Are He's you, getting like, there. I mean, he made the play oh, that, that we thought was a fumble. And I didn't think he I, – I, I, I thought the offsides penalty against him could have gone either. Oh, yeah. It I, looked it, like it, he just it got was, a perfect it, jump. Yeah. It, it was close. We're going to talk to the guy whose yeah, interception was erased because of that. And yeah, I don't know how bad how mad Mike can be at Shaq because I agree. I, we watched the replay several times. We're like, is that really offsides? It was yeah, It was awfully it was, close. I. There was another call that was... I was actually surprised, and usually this is a good thing, but I was actually surprised at the lack of flags in that game. In the second half, it looked like their offensive line was committing at least one holding penalty on every freaking play. Right. Which you would expect. I thought we were going to demolish that offensive line with our creative blitzes against an O-line that already was down its good right tackle already down its original starting left guard in Richie Incognito. The first one was Trent Brown. And then they didn't get to practice all week. Mm. And then in the game, their second string right tackle goes down. And then later, it was their it was one of their guards, Gabe Jackson, who I, got ejected from the game. Yeah, and that was hard to follow uh, what had happened with him being ejected. Yeah, you, you had to watch the replays. You had close. to watch it. And, and then the... They weren't explaining it very well. The officiate, the official, wasn't really explaining what was going on, what they were looking at. Because I get it to get disqualified from a game, it has to go to New York. Oh, they have to right? view it. Yeah, it's not decided. And they could see that punch because it was kind of hard to see. I thought so. Well, it wasn't necessarily the punch. From my understanding, he stepped on something. Oh, geez, that's bad. So if I go back and look, I think the official thing was he had stepped on someone, okay. and then the second one was the. 
wow. Was like he he did one bad thing and then he went and did another. Things, things were getting a little chippy. Yeah, very so much. With all so. of that, I really thought we were going to tee off on Carr, and honestly, the pressure wasn't great. It wasn't great. It, you know, well, you, you, have to all, give, you have to give some credit to Carr getting rid of the ball though, too. I mean, yeah. he's, he's pretty. He's he pretty was good. Up. He yeah. has been good all mm-hmm. year. He, he's a very. He's having a great year, and he was pretty good in that game as well. How about uh, Broderick? Uh, uh, Thomas uh, defensive end. Well, it said defensive end and linebacker. Yeah, because when we drafted yeah. Broderick, that was towards the end of when we were running a three-four defense, you go. There and you so go. they probably called him like they do in our defense. Yeah, an outside I, linebacker. I was just going to say it anymore. But he was an edge rusher. Yes, is my point. I would say. I think absolutely. he did do some coverage, just like Shaq does. I remember having him. Mm-hmm. I think I remember having him a real long interception return in New Orleans. Um. But, yeah, so really Devin White is a different kind of inside oh, linebacker than we've ever had. He is so fast. Yeah. He is so fast. And his timing is good on those blitzes. Oh, my God. He, he he has instincts for football. I You know, him and Levante, I don't think you can find a better duel in the NFL right now. A better what? Duel. Duo. Duo. D-I-O. D-U-O. D-E-O. D-U-O. D-U-O. Duel. Duo. Duel. Do oh I don't think you ever see two guys that play better than they do in the <laughs> NFL. How about a tandem? <laughs> Our tandem. There, there you, go. you go. Thanks. Yeah, well, I think we might have. I mean, I think Seattle has a good one. I know they got Bobby Wagner. I can't remember who he's paired with, but um, and you know, no longer you could argue that Luke Keekley and um, and uh, Tom, Tom Thomas, who was uh, David Tom David Thomas. Yeah, Thomas for David. Uh, for the Panthers. Yeah, yes, uh, but they're gone now. Mm. Yeah, the, the two of them are just phenomenal. It's it's fun. It's actually fun. Yeah. You know, it's fun to key on them. Just just keep you know just watch those two together at the same time. Just during a play, don't worry about any anything else. Just oh, key yeah. on them. Well, you know they're going to be doing something. Sometimes if you're watching an, an edge rusher, each end it kind of just gets not blocked up, and he mm. doesn't do much on play. Mm. Um, I'll give you some since you're bringing them up. I'm going to give some specific love to Levante on a specific he play. Should get it. Uh, there was a play. Um, where they were driving, it was before their field goal, and the game was tied 7-7, and um, Levante, I'm, I'm, what? that may be, actually may have been a little bit later in the game. It may have been before their second field goal. Uh, yeah, that's right. It, we were winning by 7, 24-17, I think, mm-hmm. and uh, they threw the pass. It was third and four. They threw an out to, to Darren Waller, who's a great tight end and a big guy, much bigger than Levante, and Levante – got over there quickly and managed to keep him from turning it up, and he tackled him and knocked him out of bounds. Stopped him a yard short of the first down. Uh, they chose to kick a field goal where they could have, if they could have continued that drive, they could have tied the game. And, and Levante, I think it was another turning point in the game because it forced him to, to only kick a field goal. Now they're down by four, and if you can score again, you got him down two scores with about six minutes to go. Uh, and I think you're going to win that most of the time. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened because on the next drive – Leonard Ford met, made that great play where he uh, – it was third and 13, and Tom Brady dumped it off him, and he just got up field quick and got the first down. And yeah. we ended up scoring a touchdown. Now we're up by 11. Now the heat's off. What, what I was thought on that, pota- on that play where Fournette put his head down and just bolted through. Is that the play I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah, because there were just, two tacklers converging. You, when you looked at that, it, it's like, oh, he's not going to get it at all. You know, he knew it, where he had to get. to. He knew where he had to get to, yeah. and he just got low, and then just yeah. powered. <laughs> he got low and powered through. That's, for a guy that's like when him. Uh, that's when Gino said, "Low man wins." Yeah, football, right? yeah. Like, I mean, crazy. Uh, what happened there? You know, um, on Gene, de- de- go ahead. Gene's had some good calls on the Gronk touchdowns. Yes, yes. He's been practicing. He he had the holy Gronkamole, and then this week after Gronk scored, he goes, "Well, that should quiet down the crowd." <laughs> 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 if you don't know, there were no fans in the stadium yeah, in Las Vegas. No, yeah, well, we got to amuse ourselves sometimes. <laughs> the um, uh, Devin White hit on um, on Carr at the end of the at game? the end of the game. Wow! Yeah, that was something else. Wow, and no flag. Yeah, because usually with a quarterback, that's what you're, you're gonna, worried about. Yeah, yeah, on a quarterback, you're going to see it was it was a clean hit. That's why there wasn't a flag. But a lot of times, you'll see that tendency. To go yeah. to, for the quarterback. So he had all three of our sacks. Mm-hmm. We now have 25 sacks, which is um, second in the league to Pittsburgh. It was 26. Yeah. So we're on pace for more than 50 because we got 25 and we're not at the halfway point yet. And that's without Shaq really heating up. I meant to say when we were talking about him earlier, 
Um, if you look on next gen stats from that game, uh, Shaq was our best pass rusher in terms of getting close to the quarterback. He was at the time of a uh, throw, his average separation from Derek Carr on pass rushes was three point six yards, mm. and the league average is four point five. And he was he had the best for us, and he's had the best for us in three games. So when Bruce Arians says he's getting close, he's not just making that up. No, no, he, he is. is. He obviously Bruce watches every play several times over after a game, and he he can see okay, Shaq almost got him that time. Shaq almost got him that time. You know. So he's getting close. They're going to come. Uh, so we have 25 sacks, and we've only allowed eight sacks, partially because Tom Brady just gets rid of the football. Um, but eight sacks allowed, 25, that's a seven, plus 17 ratio in sacks, which is a really good thing to have. Yeah. Pittsburgh is the only one better at 18, and I think that tells a lot about the story of our game, our season, and why we're starting to pull away a little bit from some of these teams. I think, too, you got to give some props to the offensive line. You know, they took a lot of heat for the Chicago game, which well-deserved. There was a lot of issues during the Chicago game. But the last two games against two quality teams, they've they've held up and they've done their job. And, you know, that's what they're supposed to do. But if you're going to – if you're going to – call them out on a game like Chicago, right. then then you have to at least yeah. say, hey, you know, against the Packers to do what they did against, you know, to, to play like that with the Packers and then to play uh, the Raiders. The Raiders are not a bad team. No, their their offense is very good. And you you and and unfortunately they did have uh, issues with, with their offensive line right, players. That's what I was talking and, about. Yeah, earlier. But still. What'd you think of uh um I kinda we kinda laughed a little bit uh um the uh, the fake punt the uh, the the I think uh, we knew it was coming yeah yeah it didn't fool us it just worked they didn't need very much right but it was typical, a good call yeah yeah but and it was funny because that's our, that's our old friend Rich Pisacci yeah uh, of course it was getting it in I don't think they did it just because no it was no us. no no Rich Pisacci yeah but I mean it was a I thought it was a gutsy call at that time it was a little bit but sure I mean, it was a high percentage play I yeah think. well you, ultimately you could just line up on offense and go for it. Like we did a few weeks back on our own 19-yard line. Yeah. When you only need like this much. On the other hand, the way their offensive line was decimated. I think it also depends that. on who your quarterback is because I've seen quarterbacks that we've had that couldn't do a you quarterback sneak. This you and I would do better. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's an art to it. Yes, sure. there is, and they didn't have it, but yeah. but Tom Brady does. So good, have, good stuff. Having Chris Godwin back was was good. It was big. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been back for two games, mm-hmm. but I think he was even a little bit more of himself in this one. What uh, a gamer. Gosh, yeah, exactly. He does so much, and that's what Bruce said a couple weeks ago. He's like, you just don't understand how much Chris does for this offense. In this game, he ended up with – actually, I didn't even realize he had nine catches. He ended up with nine catches for 88 yards and a touchdown. But I think it just showed the difference for us on third downs. He's so valuable on third mm-hmm. downs. Tom lo- loves to look for him, zips it. He finds somewhere open in a short, you know, not far, a quick route, and, and Tom zips it into him, and he knows he's going to catch it. I think he converted like three or four for th- third downs in that game. And it reminds me, I'm going to throw a name out there, Ike Hilliard. Ike Hilliard was Ike like Hilliard. the third down guy. He was. Yeah. Third down and third, Ike. Third down and Ike. I mean, and that's uh, – but I think, too, it's like you said, it, when Chris is in there, it changes the offense, and I think it changes it, – it, of course, it changes the defense and how the defense is going to play because yeah. Chris is in there. We, um, we had in that game on third downs, we had our best overall third down percentage of the season in any game, our best percentage of, of – success on passing plays on third downs and our best second half third down completion success rate which has been a little bit of a bugaboo for us mm-hmm. uh, we were four or six so 66.7 percent um that made a difference that's why we were able to keep adding on points there but it's a what have you done for me lately league and, so well and seven games are over with not a, yeah oh are you gonna go that route right now well no i'm just saying is that it's all fine and Mike dandy. Mike Evans only had two catches for 37 yards, but Scotty Miller's saying after the game, I'm open because they're they're double-teaming Mike on like every play. And you mm-hmm. could really watch yeah. I know people throw around the word double-teaming. Double a lot of times that just means if there's one safety at the snap, he goes over to – I saw that happen. He goes over to, to Mike's side and helps out the corner. So the corner doesn't have to worry as much about getting beat deep, and he can be aggressive on Mike on the, on the short stuff. But isn't that what it's about? If two guys are going for one guy, then then, know, then somebody else someone is going to be more open, open and right? that's just Tom through to the open guys. And Mike's presence presence helped us get 450 yards in that game. But he himself only had two for 37. And Scotty Miller says he's one of the most unselfish superstars in in the game. Yeah. But they still want to get the ball to Mike. Evans. Well, no question. And so they tried a little bit. I don't know if you noticed they ran some four wide plays. The first thing you need to run four wide. 
you got to have four. You got to have four healthy wideouts, <laughs> and that's been a bit of an issue for us. So we get everybody back, uh, and we used 15 snaps with four wide. We'd only run seven snaps all season in the first six wow. games, so that was a big difference. That was about 21 percent of our offensive plays. And in talking about Mike on Monday, uh, and I wrote about this on the website, um, Bruce said at the end of his quote, he's like, uh, "That now with some more four wide." Something like that. We, we might be able to get to Mike that way. So they put him in the slot, makes it harder to double cover him. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering if we're going to see more four wide going forward since we have healthier receivers and a potential, potentially adding another one. Right. I mean, it's been reported. Come to terms with, with another with Antonio one. Brown. Yes. We're, um, and we're on Tuesday, and if all goes according to plan. He'll be here Wednesday. He'll be here on Wednesday. And then he can play by the New Orleans game. Correct. He can come in and do his physical. He can do um, weight but and meetings, but yeah. can't. And I know we waited pretty long into the segment to bring that up when it's a big piece well, of news. Well, it is a big piece of news. But, I, but I'm personally I, taking a low-key approach to this. Let's just see yeah. how it goes. Well, yeah, and, and, and in all honesty, I want to talk about the previous game yeah. we had because it was such a great game. Now, uh, after the New Orleans game and there's some great plays by him, then okay, but right now – Talking about who's yep. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be like a um, like a general manager and a coach at the same time. I'm talking about people who are on this team right now. <laughs> well, um, by the time this comes out, I believe it will have been well. Yes, but finalized. I, I you know I can't go into the future. Right, but we're not gonna completely ignore it or no. act, like, act like it didn't happen. No, it did or it has potentially. So, with that said, how do you feel? We we got it covered here. Yeah, I think time we did. to move all on the way, to all the way to Mike. across. Get Mike on and uh, yeah. I'm ready when you are. Okay, let's go. Uh, let's let's take a little break here, and then, and then we'll talk to Mike Edwards, and then we'll be back in a third segment to answer your questions. The Salty Dogs, and we're back here on the Salty Dogs podcast, and uh, we're going to continue talking about the Buccaneers. But this is the segment we also get to talk to a Buccaneer, and this week that is playmaking safety Mike Edwards. Mike, thanks for giving us some of your time on an off day. Oh, uh, thanks for having me. So I guess you get a little more time off this week, right? Because of the Monday night schedule, that must be nice. Yeah, get a day off is good. Speaking of speaking of Monday night football, you guys were going to have three straight primetime games nationally televised, and then that game got switched, you know, for the obvious reasons. Did that mm-hmm. did that matter to you guys? Or you personally, were you really looking forward to that Sunday night game? No, nah, it didn't matter. You know, we always come out there and play whatever, whatever day we play on. But you know, primetime game is always good. You know, get everybody to watch. You know that. Only one game planned at that time, so it was always good. But same time, you know, we always go out there and play our ball, whatever, whatever time, whatever day we play. Mike, your your coach Kevin Ross gave you a nickname. I had I've discovered this. Can you tell us what the nickname is? <laughs> Allstate. And the reason for that is because <laughs> you know I got you know I got them good hands. You got those good <laughs> hands. That's right. Exactly. So. I'm yeah. going to go back to the Green Bay game with those good hands. Carlton Davis, he flips it to you. And yeah. this last game, you happened to help Winfield get his pick. So I guess you're balancing your karma out with that. <laughs> so so my, so my question would be, how frustrating is it to think you have the pick but not get the pick? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I literally got the first player I had got in, actually. Like, the first player I got in. And I got the pick, and I, I was like, literally before I got the ball, I'm like, I'm about to pick this off. And like, first play. <laughs> and uh, I was just like, wow. And then I, I realized, like, it was a penalty. I'm like, oh, gosh. I mean, it's frustrating for sure, but, you know, we just got to capitalize off it. And they, I, I think they ended up scoring off that drive, too. So that was just the worst part about it. Yeah. I'm going to throw a number at you or a couple numbers, and I don't mean them to sound negative. There's a lot of – very, very good young defenders on this team, and you're one of them. And there's only 11 spots. You can't always have them all on the field. But there have been 382 defensive snaps. You've been on the field for 65 of them, yet you essentially have three interceptions. We know that one was called back, and you tipped the one to Winfield. So we're going to give you credit for three right now. That's an incredible amount of production for that many plays. I mean, are you just confident when you get in there you're going to make plays like that? Yeah. I mean, every time I'm in the- Every time I'm in a ball game, I feel like I should be able to make a play, especially when the ball is in there. And uh, I think the coaches know that. Um, that's why they try to get me in certain situations like that. But, um, 
yeah, I mean, they that's just what I do. You know, I came here, you know, coming here for a reason and just to get the ball, take the ball away. And that's what I harp on the most is creating turnovers, especially, you know, getting picks. So uh, for me to come out there and get two, three picks, whatever you want to call it, uh, it's big uh, no matter who it's against and how many snaps I play. I just try to get the pick, try to get the ball every way I can. After the game, Coach Arian said, every time Mike's get, Mike gets in the ball game, he makes a play. It's like, hey, let's get him in the game. But then he, he, he got the interception, he got called back, but then he got the tip that made Antoine get the interception. So Mike is the playmaker. And when it's a passing situation, we have to have him on the field. I mean, hearing that from your head coach must make you think your your, uh, your playtime might go up. Yeah, I mean, it's big coming from a uh, head coach, especially uh, B.A. You know, he's a great coach. And, uh, I mean, I'm trying to show him what I can do. Uh, you know, last year, uh, I think I'm playing, got more confidence and playing better from last year. And uh, this year, I obviously can see it. And, um, you know, I feel like, we, you know, we got great, Great defenders on our uh, team, got great players. And um, like you said, you can only have 11 on the field, but uh, you can also mix it up and have the right guys, the right personnel out there. And, um, you know, for him to say that and for him to give me more snaps is definitely, uh, definitely good. Does it become a competition among you guys who's going to get in and who doesn't? And, and how do you keep yourself ready to jump in at just at any given moment? Uh, yeah, it's not really competition, but uh, you definitely want to be out there on the field. Uh, you know, if you're a competitor, you definitely want to be out there, you know, every play. So I definitely want to be out there. But, um, yeah, like, I just got to stay ready, you know. If anything that comes my way, you know, I'm out there. If I if I play no snaps or play all the snaps, you know, got to be ready for it each day, each game. So uh, you got to stay prepared, you know, have my mind focused and have the right mental. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got to do. And then my get my time and make the best of the ability. There, there's a lot of talk from a lot of the other guys about studying film. How much are you studying, and did, are you studying more this year than you did last year? Yeah, I actually am uh, studying more film. You know, we come in as a uh, defense, come in as a secondary and watch film, watch extra film, because uh, that's what you got to do. You got to watch it where you're not you're supposed to be watching, you know what I'm saying? So, so like, if we have meetings, you know, we got to watch it on our own time to get – step ahead of the game. So definitely watching it more since last year and uh that's giving me a step ahead one step one step closer. Hey Mike, just describe Todd Bowles for us, for the fans, because I they probably don't know a lot about him other than he obviously is a great coach. For instance, I think and Jeff probably agrees with me, he's kind of a sneakily funny guy. he'll sneak some some jabs <laughs> in there when you're not expecting him and it's really kind of dry and and uh, and you didn't realize he was that funny. But is there anything else about him that people don't know? Uh, yeah, I, I would have said that he, he kind of sneakily funny. He always throws a joke in there every now and then. He think he he think he's a comedian, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's a funny guy. He's a he's a great guy, great coach, uh, as you would know. And uh, like I called him, I said on the last interview, he's a like a mastermind, defensive mastermind. Like he he just puts put players in where they're supposed to be at. You know, he's got a great scheme every week and. Uh, like you said, just put guys in the right spots and you just got to make the play. Because we got a bunch of playmakers out there on defense, so they complements each other for sure. How much fun are you personally having this year? You you, you said that uh, Todd Bowles uh, puts a lot of different stuff in for different teams, so it's it's new every week. But how much fun are you personally having? Oh, I'm having a lot of fun. You know, our, our defense is so – we got so many playmakers on our on our defense, and it's just making us. We have them. Once you make a lot of plays, that's when you have fun. So I feel like we're having way more fun, and you know I'm more confident, more comfortable from uh, you know learning the first install from last year to now being more confident and learning the whole defense. And once you learn the whole defense and know what you're supposed to do, and out there making plays, just out there having fun. That's what you're supposed to do in the game of football. It seems awfully complex that defense, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but. I, I just feel like every time we're watching the game, we're seeing guys in different positions and, and rushing from different spots and different guys dropping off. It seems really, really complex, and I'm wondering how hard it is to learn and remember all that. Yeah, I mean, um, that's why he's so great. I mean, because you got to have a, you have an open mind. You got to have, uh, you got to be able to study and capture it all in. So, like I said last year, I was trying to 
study it and uh, try to capture the whole uh, playbook and understand it. And now uh, it's getting repetitive now, you know, just studying it and uh, grasping the whole defense scheme. So um, it's really it's, it's challenging for the first first time you learn it. But uh, once you learn it, once you get once you get ahead of it, you start to really see how it actually works and why it's so good and why it's so good at what he calls. And that's why he's so great out there. How um, how have you adjusted not having fans in the stands? Has has that affected you at all? No, it don't affect me. I mean, it's definitely different. I mean, obviously, it's different and um, different atmosphere, and kind of get to uh, got to have your sidelines help you, have your teammates, and build yourself up because uh, you can't have there's no fans out there. You know, nobody out there screaming, hollering, and stuff like that. So you got to have your own um, own self hype and get it from your teammates, get it from the sideline, like I said, and just get it from yourself. Okay, Mike, one more question, and then we'll let you go. Um, and we appreciate your time again. Um, obviously, I think you guys are ranked first in yards now in defense and um, up there in almost every category. How close is this defense to being as good as it can get, or is there a lot higher that you guys can go? Yeah, I think that's a scary part. I really think we can go to a higher level, you know, we, uh, like I said, we let a couple plays out there uh, that we got to get back, you know, and capitalizing on missed picks or missed sacks or, you know, just turn the ball over more. Uh, like you said, we first uh, top 10, top five, whatever in a, in a league, but I feel like we should aim and being number one for everything. And I definitely feel like we can be, be much better. Yeah, as we have great defense now, but we could definitely be much more better. And that's the scary part. Yeah, we really appreciate your time. I know it was your day off, and, and, and thank you for sharing 10 minutes with us. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. All right, thanks, Mike. Talk to you All soon. Hi, right, Mike. The Salty Dogs. And we're back one more time for the third segment of Salty Dogs, which in which we answer your questions. Mm-hmm. Mike was fine. Mike was good. Yeah. I think this 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 new schedule is kind of this rhythm is kind of working for us here, where they call us in at just ten minutes on their off day. Yeah, and and again, thank you because it is his off day, and it, and of course it's only ten minutes, but the fact that you got to stop whatever you're doing. It's a little bit easier though, even on a than on a day when they're here, because what often happens to us is a meeting will go long, or mm-hmm. they will have to lift when they didn't know they were going to have to lift, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, this this way they can just say, hey, when have I got t- 10 free minutes of my off day? And, yeah, pretty and they were mu- kind to give it to us. Yeah, and he was great. I texted him last night. He texted back this morning apologizing he didn't see my text, which I understand because a lot of times if you don't know the number, you're not. Oh, yeah, you're, sure. not, you're, you're like. Plus, some of these guys probably go to bed yeah, pretty early. Yeah, and then uh, he was like, yeah, whenever. Just let me know. Okay. So we got it done. Uh, he, um, he has been making plays to the point where mm. it's just hard to get them all on the field. And I think sometimes he's in there on a dime package. Yeah. Um, which is, if anybody doesn't know, a nickel is five defensive backs, um, which is one more than usual. And that's actually what teams run more than anything else because the three wide is the most common offensive formation now. But a dime just is six. So you can put Mike you can put Mike Edwards, Jordan Whitehead, and Antoine Winfield because you can pretty much put Antoine Winfield wherever you want to, mm-hmm. including just straight up covering a guy in a slot. Crazy, isn't it? And then it? you have Dean, Jamel Dean, Sean Murphy-Bunting, and Carlton Davis. And those are all playmakers of some sort not only are they all playmakers they're all so young i know isn't that great crazy how about uh how about mike's nickname that was pretty, pretty uh, you like that i thought it was going to be something having to do yeah. with insurance yeah because like <laughs> if somebody goes down he's he's insurance uh, made me think of uh, Ernest insurance scram yep but it's good hands yeah good hands I, yeah. Kind of, I like that so i think you know he basically has he's had a hand in four interceptions in 62 plays that's an incredible. <laughs> that's an incredible success rate. You know, he had ten picks. He had ten picks in four years at Kentucky, which is a ton in, for a college safety. Yeah, he um, he's a ball hawk. He is a hawker of balls. Uh, yes, he footballs. knows. He 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 sees it. He goes for it, whether he gets it or not. He gets his hand on it. And so. he, he tends to make a play as soon as he comes into a game. You know, he, he I think he was. Just, he said this was his first play on the field for this one when he got the pick that was called mm-hmm. back. I'm pretty sure in Denver it was his first play on the field when he got that pick because Sean had gotten hurt and Antoine had moved into the slot. And so in this, the next time he came in, which was last week, I said to, to the guy next to me in our um, in the press box. You can say, or 
Right. Well, but it wasn't him. Oh. Anyway, I said to somebody, I'm like, well, Mike Edwards is in the game, so I guess he's about to make a play. And then <laughs> and, he did. Yeah. yeah, so that was cool. So do you hold Mike out until you really need a play? Right, and that's put what I was thinking. You know, I was like, thinking about yeah. asking. Yeah, yeah, but we need a play. Yeah, I almost asked him that. <laughs> he, he is going to become the Johnny, you know, we need a Johnny <laughs> Lynch. You know, that was when you needed a big play and John Lynch would step in and yeah, get a pick he, or whatever. Yeah, yeah um, Monty we, Kiffin called him the closer. Yep, and and uh, so Mike could be that guy. Yeah, but I, you're talking specifically about putting him in the game when you need a big. Yeah, play. yeah. John talking, was always in the I'm game. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Save you know, him for a good just moment. Just going. Holy crap! Where's Mike? Get him in there. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a pinch hitter or something. But it's a nice. You know, it uh, it has to be fun for the coaches because they have so many moving parts that they can you know, move in and out, keep guys fresh, and, and it's not a drop-off at all. It can't be easy for those guys. No. There's so much they have to remember. Mike seemed to make it sound like it was yeah. well, not it's, that bad. You it just all, had to work a lot. It all is the question I asked him, are you studying more film? Yeah. And every, I think that's the key right now. That those, those guys are helping each other. I go back to last week when after the big win over Green Bay, uh, players and coaches kept talking about how great the Thursday practice had been, like, especially for defense, like better mm-hmm. than any practice they'd ever had. And I bet that's what they meant. Well, that there was, was – yeah, There was so much for them to remember, and when Todd would call something in practice, they'd execute it exactly how he wanted. Yeah, B.A. said he felt like they were going to win that game on Thursday just by – The Green the way, Bay game. Yeah, why they practice, the way – Well, he said, I didn't know for sure that we'd win, win but, but I thought we'd play, play well. well. Yeah. And, and I think that's kind of, you know – and now everybody's thinking because uh, they're coming up against the Giants who are struggling – and, um, you know, they're calling the trap game or whatever. But I, I don't see this team overlooking anybody. Yeah, and it's a primetime game. Everybody's sure. going to be hyped up. I, I don't think it's, it's not gonna, on a short it's week. It's not going to be a trap right. game. It'll be, it'll be a good game to watch. Okay. Hey, don't forget, the Giants did beat us last year. So yeah, I'm and just, Daniel Jones' first start. Uh, so. Yeah. They almost beat Philadelphia, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was Thursday the game. Night. Yeah. Th- yep. That's the game where uh, Daniel Jones had the unfortunate ending to that. Ah, uh, the run. turf monster got him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, in dogs. Fact, in fact, B.A. did say on his radio show that you got to be careful. He can run. Uh, he just needs to work on that last 20 yards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you don't know, he did a quarterback sneak and took off running. And like and, was and there was nobody, nobody there was nobody nobody around whatsoever and he gets to like the twenty yard line and just falls. He starts stumbling. It was, it was like it was like watching American Sniper. <laughs> <laughs> he just went down. Yeah. He got eighty yards on the play. Yeah. An eighty yard run by yeah. a quarterback. Yeah, it just needs to work on that last I 20. think if he'd have gotten well, it, it wasn't quite twenty. Well. Um I think if he had gotten all the way to the end zone, it would have been like the third longest run ever by a quarterback. Unreal. But uh, he didn't, so So there's some questions here I was gonna read. Okay. Hey, dogs! First off, what a wonderful Chucky Bowl that was last night. All right. And this was obviously game yesterday. Yeah, I got it. John Gruden. I'm actually happy they moved the game. Oh, good. hey. He's, we're not the only ones. Is that my question? <laughs> yeah, this was sent in by Jeff from uh, what, what part? West. Where do you live? West Chase. West Chase. From Jeff from West Chase. Uh, first off, what a wonderful Chucky Bowl that was. I already said that. I'm actually, I said that. So I didn't have to stay up to watch the whole beating. You didn't have to stay up right. in order to watch the whole thing. Oh, I got it. I got it. That's got what he it. means. Yes. It doesn't say that. My question is just how short of a leash do you think B.A. will have on A.B.? Mm. I just pray nothing messes with the chemistry this offense has created. I also hope Cam doesn't give up number 84. I'm aware of this one. He's not. Cam's not being asked to give up 84. No. Um, now, well, the question, I guess, now I'll play devil's advocate. Are they going to negotiate a deal? No, I don't think. The plan is, is, is to give him a different number. number. I've heard what it is. is. What it I don't is? want to. Oh, okay. I don't want to don't let the cat to. out of the bag. No, 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 no. But it does, he's not going to be eighty-four. Good. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, we, we said this before. Sure. When we talked about it briefly, um, you know, we'll see. I just we'll yeah. see what happens. Right. And, and any, I think any coach or organization making this particular move with this guy would have a short leash. That seems pretty obvious. Yeah, and, and I think. The way the locker room is right now, I, I think if there is an issue, it will be taken care of immediately. So I'm, I, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm not, I'm not going to dive too much into that no. just yet. Well, you can't because it's all speculation. So, 
But at least Mike did get to watch the whole game and didn't have to stay up late. I'm glad. So he's like us. He was happy. Well, Mike, you better rest up because you got two Two weeks (laughs) of late games. So (laughs) I'm trying to figure out how how it's possible to get everything done that we normally do. What do you mean? After the Monday night game. Well, it's going to be Tuesday's going to be Monday and Tuesday together and. Yeah, it's and not gonna be, that's gonna be rough. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know when we'll do the dogs next week because that we should skip that. Well, okay, here's even crazier. NFL day off on tu- next Tuesday total for everybody. It's it's November third. It oh, is a vote. A vote. Yeah. The, the league is shutting down everything, so people have time to vote. Vote, and, yeah, or volunteer at the polls to help uh, those who need to vote. So yes, it's going to be a crunch week. Yeah, we, we you might not be hearing from us next week. Yeah, well, it all depends. Yeah, or if we do, we can just do a brief one, which is yeah. You and me. I mean, it'll be happened. it might not have a player just because of that's what I meant. It, it's it's kind of it is a you know you don't think it's a short week, but it is a short week. It is a short yeah. week. Yeah, for sure. Because they have to have players have to have Tuesday off. Well, they don't have to have it, but they have to have a day off. So yeah, wow. Okay. Jeez, you really just Cross bummed, that bridge you just bummed me out. <laughs> you got a whole you got a whole weekend ahead of you before you have to worry I about it. I got a whole week to worry about it. You can watch football all day Sunday. That's true. That's what I intend That's to do. That's true. Now maybe make some kind of but Saturday, spicy I'll be working, cheese dip. Yeah, I'll be working Saturday because Saturday's a Friday. Yeah, but you probably won't have to work that much because no, it's a half a day. day. Yeah. yeah. Be out of here by noon. I think there's I think there's I think BA talks to the media. Yeah. Saturday. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um <laughs> Hey, dog number one and dog number two. Wow, that really yeah. doesn't have a ring to it. Hmm. See, he's referring to your yeah, attempt I understand. To, to rebrand us last right. week. Dog like, one and dog two. <laughs> Listen, if you ain't the lead dog, the scenery's all the same. <laughs> yeah, that's a um, dog sledding reference. Yes, there you go. You picked up on that. Maybe you could change your stage names to sodium and chloride. Salt. Yeah, I got it. That's a dad joke. Okay. That's a real dad. I mean, I groaned a little, so I guess it's a good Yeah, dad it's joke. a good dad joke. Well played. But I just think plain old salty dogs works best. Yeah, right. me too. Me too. Plus, I'm Scott and he's Jeff. It's salt on the wound. Continue. <laughs> that was another dad joke. Um, You're getting a little spicy here. I am. I'm ready. What do we got? I was making a pun. I gotcha. I understand. I was just trying to pepper in a pun here or there. Uh, I thought it was time. <laughs> I'm pretty, you know, I'm kind yeah, of a sage guy. Yeah, I so. you just on a roll. There. <laughs> okay. I recently read an wow. article about Tom Brady changing his shotgun stance to be more athletic. Uh, did you see that one? No. What, so when he's was... when he's waiting for the shotgun snap, oh. you can see a picture of him in his Patriots days, and he, I'm going to show you right. how to describe it. You can see him standing, like, with his f- one foot behind the other one, uh-huh. like this, with yeah. the left foot forward, Ready. the right one yeah. back, and he's yeah. like this. Yeah. Now, this year with the Bucks, he's standing with, in a, a set, ba- you know, a straight-up base with both feet, like, underneath his hips and, you know, equal. Okay. Instead of having it like this, okay? okay. Um, essentially, and Troy Aikman got the got – this answer from him before the Green Bay Is it game. because of how the ball snapped to him? Yes. It's, it, there's just a little bit – I guess it's just a little bit less exactly precise on every snap mm-hmm. than he was used to in New England. Mm-hmm. So if he ha- if you have to move quickly to one side or another, mm-hmm. it's easier to do it from this stance than from this stance. It's over here. See, now I wasn't privy to that, but that's what – when you were doing that, I was thinking it's got to be that's because be of why. the ball. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's that would be the only reason why you would change. But because it – you know, and something that he was comfortable with uh, yeah, oh, you know, but he he made some adjustments, just like Ryan Jensen had to make some adjustments with the towel and towel down is yeah, uh, which is actually kind of what this question is about from Bobby L A Munster. Um, I recently, by the way, that last one was Mike in Connecticut. If I didn't thanks, say thanks, Mike. I recently read. Oh, I said that part, and that sure paid off nicely on the Tyler Johnson TD snap in the Packers game, which is true. It was, it was kind of down here to his low and to his left, and, uh-huh. he, and he pulled it in. Um, Anyway, it got me thinking about all the position groups and the subtle changes they make to hone their craft. Do you guys have any insight you can share regarding that? Thanks, dogs. Keep up the award-winning podcast. Did, did we win an award? You didn't I, tell me. I didn't. I didn't get anything. Well, I think the the uh, the award is is they're allowing us to continue to do this. So. <laughs> it's more like a reward. You know, I haven't got an email about what did you just say. You didn't see the bonus in your check? Last oh week? yeah, sure. Uh, oh, I shouldn't have said anything. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah, so, you know, this is the kind of thing you actually hear a lot more about in baseball. Like yep. a, a guy changes his batting stance, that uh, happens all the time, or a pitcher, change, you know, tweaks his, mm-hmm. his, uh, his wind-up a little bit. Always, or golf, always. Oh, yeah, I knew, right. I knew you'd love golf. I knew you were going to bring up that analogy of always tweaking the swing. Yeah, other than, like, how um, an offensive lineman, his stance, you know, before the snap, or maybe cornerbacks, how they – how they line up, what stance are in when they line up in press coverage. Mm-hmm. It's not something, it's more like. Uh, you want to be careful because if you're if you're tipping your hand how you're lining up, then someone's getting, you know, going to take yeah. advantage of that. Who was that quarterback who said he could tell? Oh, no, no, it was a defensive lineman. Right, because he would, on runs, on runs, he would plant his his fist in the ground. He's pushing it in harder. And, and on, on passes, he would have, like, his fingers in the ground. Yeah, it'd be lighter. Like, lighter. Because he knows he's going backwards, backwards. And instead right. of run, he's going to – yeah, so you can definitely give tendencies away. Uh-huh. But I'm, what I was saying was more of the details and techniques for the different position groups are more about things they're doing while moving. Mm-hmm. Not as much – I mean, there's a little bit. Like, a, there may be a specific way that a cornerback should set up and where his hand should be when he's getting ready for press coverage. There's stuff like that. But more of it – what you see them working about in pra- on in practice all the time, and the cornerbacks are a great example, is just their footwork, like the backpedal and how they turn their hips and when they turn and run and all that. Right. There's, a, there's a ton of detail that goes into the footwork for certain positions, like cornerback. Mm-hmm. Um, or your techniques as a receiver, how you use your hands to beat the press, things like that. There's, it's a lot more having to do with once you're in motion than, than like, like this specific example of how mm-hmm. Tom stands before yeah. the snap. Wow. But there's a you could you could talk endlessly about that. Every position has specific details, which is why the first like I don't know 45 minutes of every practice is individual drills. They separate, sure. and the running backs work on something specific, and 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 so on and so on. Right. I'm I'm with you. So, um, I mean, yeah, we could. I guess I did just share a couple little examples yeah. there, but you could talk about that forever. Sure. All right. One more question. All right. Hey, salty guys, I listened to your last podcast. And I'm still not exactly sure what time it is right now. <laughs> Lol. LOL. I, I find that funny. <laughs> Better joke would have been, I guess it's because he's here in Florida. Uh, right. So it's the same time zone. But if he's like, I'm in California, so what time is it here now? Mm. Uh, anyway, I like the question about the consecutive touchdowns and sack streak. That was in the last one. Yeah. And I just clarified that earlier. And I'm looking forward to the updated answer on the sacks. Well, I gave it to you. Yeah, so there, there you, you go. go. What I'm curious about is streaks of games in which something didn't happen. I say that because I know the Bucks haven't had a turnover or a sack allowed in the last two games, which is pretty dang incredible. That's in, pretty impressive. What are the Bucks' longest streaks of games without turnovers, games without sacks allowed, and games without both? And were most and were most or all of those games wins? I'm betting they were. Thanks, Terrence in Ocala. Well, I don't even know where to begin on that. I, I looked it up. I had to. I had to look it up. I know. That's why I – Do you want to make a guess? The longest streak we've ever had without without allowing a sack – Number of games. Oh, man. I'll tell you. Want me to tell you? Uh, let me just guess for fun. 15. Jeff, it's only three. <laughs> three. <laughs> I guess I was a little over on I that I will one. say that because the sack really? wasn't, wasn't an official statistic in 82, that's as far yeah. back. So it's possible between 76 and 81 there was a longer streak. But since but then, still, I was amazed by only that. Only three games yeah. to, without a sack? It, so we, could tie, so we could tie the record on Monday yes. night? And it, it, it Make, happened, I'm making a note on It's that. only happened three times in addition in it as well. Wow. Once, once in 1994 and twice in 1979. And that's because Doug Williams would always throw the ball away to avoid yep. a sack. Yep. And it yep. ended up that year with like a 48.9. And, and, it was hard, and it was hard to bring Doug Williams down. That too. Um, that amazed me. This is all, okay, the longest streak we've ever had without really? committing I, three games. I am shocked by this. Okay, prepare for more shock. All right. Get yourself grounded. Okay, let me give me what's the next longest one? streak of games without a turnover. Two, two. You're looking at it. Yeah, I can't believe that. I can't yeah, believe you've never I, gone I three games without a turnover. Yeah, that's insane. Mm-hmm. There's many ways to turn over the ball. There's two. Fumble and an interception. Yeah. Muff punt. That's not a considered a turn. That's it, a fumble. If that's they a get fumble. It. Okay. Yeah. But that's not a turnover? It is. Okay. It is, but it's a fumble. All right. Everything falls into either fumble or interception. Okay. Uh, like a, a block punt is not a turnover, as an example. 
what do they call it? A block punt. Yeah, a block punt. Because <laughs> they were trying to give you possession anyway. So only two. So we have. We have That's we, been done a ton of times. Yeah, but we can shatter their record on we Monday. We can beat the record without two turning the ball over. Two records being broken on Monday night. Uh, tied and broken. That one's happened a lot. And um, by the way, in the three three game streaks for sacks, the Bucks won seven of those nine games. Um, the two, the streaks of two turnover or two games with no turnovers was a mix of two and zero oh and one and one records. Uh-huh. I think the key there isn't no turnovers; it's winning the it's winning the turnover ratio. If you added in turnover ratio, so like we didn't commit a turnover, but we also got one or two, which we got one last week, this past Sunday, and two against Green Bay. So we we helped ourselves. It's won the turnover ratio, and you usually win those games. Um, and finally. Uh, the longest streak w- uh, with with no sacks and no turnovers. Obviously, that has to be a, the most it could be is two, and that was the case. It happened one time in two thousand and one, and we went two and zero in those games. Wow! So this could be the first time we've ever done that. I guess three it, in a row. It, I, I see now. It has me wondering what other teams have done, or is this kind of the norm that you know? <sighs> it's not well, so far. Uh, it's not so far like wow. The yeah, it's two probably games. it's probably not that unusual. But I do know there are outliers in the other direction. Like last year, I think the Saints only had like eight turnovers the whole season. Whew. So they must have gone some games. Yeah, well, you'd ball. have to. Uh, well, you can. Well, go, you go every other you game. Go every other game, but I doubt that's how it worked out. Um, so I, I find that kind of incredible. Um, but I think that has a little bit to do with the fact that Tom Brady's here. Yeah. I mean, he had some interceptions early on, but he's well, gone three games without I, it. I, you know, I, and it, it, a lot has happened because Tom Brady's here. But I also think a lot has happened because I think the defense, uh, defensively, we're playing better. Um, I I just it just seems like there's more more cohesiveness on offensively totally yeah just and and that that, that you know that's that's your quarterback but I'm just 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 the whole mix yeah and and you were so close last year which was issues with turnovers so yeah. thirty I talked myself right back around there didn't I <laughs> turnovers were the problem yeah. last year yeah. Um, okay, and then just he didn't ask, but uh, in case you're wondering, Brady's at 149 consecutive passes without an interception right now. Well, you you're putting it out there. Yeah, I but I I told PR that in case they didn't already know, and they they accused me of jinxing it. Yeah. And like you guys put out an entire in the release every week, you put out an entire <laughs> yeah. section that's called what, what? to watch for, uh-huh. and all every single one of them is if Chris Godwin gets 47 more yards, yeah. then he'll pass this guy. Yeah, and there's like 50 yeah. of those notes in that yeah. section. So I'm like, that's one big giant jinx if you're calling me a jinx. That is that is uh, the biggest section i have with a yeah. yellow highlighter exactly I, I am looking at that so you're ready to go during, on broadcast when during the game i am like okay these are things that we need to pay mm-hmm. attention to oh we're getting close right some of them are kind of to me are like yeah okay not yeah big i don't deal. use them all no but i use the ones that that have some meaning well, and make you go wow yeah like the big one in this past game was Tom Brady actually passing Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Right now, at this moment, Tom Brady is the all-time NFL leader in touchdown yeah, passes. But it could change next week. <laughs> yeah, but he's or only the, one ahead of yeah, Drew. I know. I think it's going to end up going to whoever plays the longest. Yes. Because they'll probably end the season pretty close to each other. Yeah, and it's going to be a battle. Who's going to go longer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They both want to, they right? They both I want think to. Tom, I feel more confident about Tom Brady playing another season because he, he he, he's said he wants to play until he's like 45. Yeah, which would and be three And Drew Brees points. has contemplated – According to him, yeah. retirement the last couple of years. Yeah, and um, I will say this. Um, let's just put to rest that Tom Brady's arm isn't worth a crap anymore. I mean, we, we talked about that during the broadcast. We were like, hey, because that was the knock is that, well, you know, he can't throw deep, you know. Well, sometimes you got to have the play. He threw he deep. deep. He can That's throw how deep. We, that helps us. That brings us full circle, Jeff, yeah. because we started this podcast yes, talking about did. the prettiest pass we've ever seen. Yeah. So Brady's just I didn't finish Brady's uh streak is not a buccaneer record. 197 passes in a row without an interception is the record and I'm wondering if you can guess who it was. Brad Johnson. No, but it was in the 2000s. Not Sean King. It was not Sean King. Okay. Uh well, we're getting it right down there. Uh Jeff Garcia. That's correct. Okay. That's correct in 2007. Had to think about that. The last playoff season. Interesting about Jeff Garcia is he made a comment that uh, Cam Newton needs to quit dressing the way he's dressing, the way he's playing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 
I was taking shots from the sideline. And then what they and then what they did is they showed pictures of Jeff Garcia in all different types. He probably got some pretty interesting outfits. Well, yeah. If you go back in time and you look at what you were wearing, you go, "What was I thinking?" (laughs) I mean, it's just the way it is. I saw a picture of myself, like maybe six or seven years old, and my mother, bless her soul, had put me in brown corduroy pants. And a red, white, and blue terry cloth shirt. Do you remember terry cloth? Yes. That's nice. that's a look right there. Nice. That's a look. And then the eighties happened. Yeah. And you got Miami Vice jackets. Yeah. T shirts. Parachute pants. Oh, I love parachute. I don't think pants. I ever did that one. Uh, I loved parachute. I pants. had a Miami Vice jacket for a little while in high school. Yeah, the best. Uh, hey, listen. If you didn't have a members only jacket, members only <laughs> jackets. I had one of those at one point. That's so great. <laughs> I love when you see you see a members only jacket out in the wild today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every now and then you see a dude. It's one. coming back. Yeah, they all do. If right? you if you look now, all <laughs> that all that old fashion's coming back. I'm never going to wear right. bell bottoms, Jeff. I, love, I don't care if they uh, come back in style. They, come on now, <laughs> come on now. All, all right, right. all right. Fun. I think we covered it all, in, we and did. a little extra. And we, we got did. a little fashion going. We got a little with fashion it. talk. So come back of, next week. The for two of us are really fashionable. We got buccaneer t-shirts on and shorts. In this current environment. My my daily dress is shorts and either a Buccaneers t-shirt or a Buccaneers polo. Every day, every I, day, every day, I open the closet and look out. What pair? Of, what, makes what, it a lot what, easier. What pair of sneakers am I going to wear? And I pick my head up and I see my suits, my dress slacks, and my dress my shirts. My suits are just, lonely, man. I, you're just sitting. There. They've been ignored for since March. I got to get I got to get the vacuum cleaner in there and take the dust off of them. They haven't been moved in so long. All right, all right. This is fun. Very good. And um, since you did, thanks for listening.